You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. This episode of the Sportsman's Empire is brought to you by Interstate Batteries. Since 1952, Interstate Batteries has been evoking compassion and a trustworthy spirit into the surrounding communities. Interstate Batteries is a mission-driven company fueled by purpose and guided by their values. If you need help locating a specific battery, stop into your local Interstate Batteries retail store and speak with a battery specialist. They even offer cell phone repairs. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin-cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome to the Hunting Gear Deal series on the Hunting Gear Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Stover, and today I'm joined by Weston from Trophy Line to talk about the new products that they recently released at the 2024 ATA show, and especially the new Hyperlite sticks and saddle platform. This combination of four sticks and a platform come in at only six and a half pounds. If you're a mobile hunter, or looking to get into saddle hunting, you're going to want to listen to this episode and especially stay tuned to the end to learn how you can win the Covert Light 2.0 saddle kit from Trophy Line. Hey, Weston, welcome to the show, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Excited to be here. Yeah. So, Weston, what do you do for Trophy Line? I am a marketing director for Trophy Line. So, been uh, this is going on my third year now with, with Trophy Line. Okay, great. So I've seen some of the things that you've done in the past, and so I'm expecting some good things. Uh, yeah. I've seen great things. I mean, even down to the booth design, I think you've even helped with booth designs at ATA shows and stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah. This year we ch- uh, switched it up a little bit, went from uh, a three-pole system to a four-pole, gave us a little bit more room, bigger floor plan, that kind of thing. And it was take trying to take advantage of that. We really let the brand, uh, brand shine this year. Um, and I think it did that for sure. I mean, you guys had a pretty good show last year, and I know this show, the Trophy Line Hyperlight system, the sticks and the platform, that was kind of the big talk coming out of the ATA show yep. was those two products. Yep, yep. That was, uh, we felt like it had a really good presence, and then, you know, obviously kind of confirmed when we won uh, third place um, uh, for the new product launch and showcase. But uh, but yeah, we, we've been working on this project for two years, and, you know, we've been obviously a saddle company since since saddles were really starting to be hot actually the first saddle company you know back in 1961 james green our founder founded saddles but you know we're we've been shifting as you can probably tell in you know the the hunting culture right you know 
what you see on YouTube and what, what's being popular. It's going from saddles to mobile hunting and it's, it's really shifting, but, but uh, this is a project that just brings it to the next level. So people look into the saddle industry at, at shows like ATA and they, they expect it. So let's kind of back up a little bit. You talked yeah. about kind of like how this industry has shifted and we've yeah. seen a lot of innovation really come from the mobile hunting brands in the yep. market today and everybody's yep. kind of pushing that envelope for one pound sticks and lighter um, yep. platforms you guys brought with the onyx last year this is pretty heavy yes, yes. It, made, it was yep. a larger platform it was something maybe built for comfort uh had curved edges pretty pretty nice platform i mean i really liked it for just what i got to see of it when i was in yeah to handle it but it was heavy Yes. This yeah, year, you guys went the opposite direction. You built something uh, half the weight as the Onyx or less than the half a weight. Yep, yep. But, and then with a new material. So this yes. Magnite. Yes. You said it's being used in some other parts of the industry. Can you share with us where Magnite is found? Yep, yep. So Magnite, um, people that are familiar on the bow side, one of that, <laughs> another, so I mentioned, you know, it's 30, 33% lighter, 22% stronger, and 10% harder than aluminum. The other key component, when I say this, people are going to kind of know a, a good plus where this should be in the industry, and, and it already is there. But it has um, it has three times more vibration dampening. So when you hear that, you're like, oh, well, dead in the hand shooting bows, right? And it right. is. It's found in expedition bows. So they, they're currently okay. using – their risers are made out of this where it, they're getting all of this – you know, they're able to push that lightweight bow category, but then they're getting these pickup on extras like like the vibration dampening um, over aluminum. So it's pretty cool. Okay, so I understand that vibration dampening helps with a bow in my hand. Yeah, yeah. Where does vibration dampening help me with climbing sticks and a platform? Yeah, yeah. So, so, you know, if you hit these two hyperlights together, right, or stick, right, let's say, you know, any stick and every stick out there, whether they're made from carbon to... Uh, aluminum or, you know, um, any other, let's say materials like a magnite, you know, when you hit something together, it's got a metal sound to it, or it's got some sound to it. Right. And, right. and typically all of us guys will, will run either hockey tape. I like hockey tape. A lot of guys do the stealth stripping or, you know, even paracording around their, their platform edges, whatever, just to kind of deaden that. That's, I mean, we're pushing the boundary. I mean, some, some, some of us are setting up 60 yards, maybe even closer to, to hopefully a, a bedded buck in his bedroom, you know, at, at times and just trying to be super quiet. But from an audibility standpoint, like, okay, three times more vibration damping than aluminum. Well, what does that sound like? Well, if you bang it together, it ain't ringing as loud and it's not carrying as far in the woods. So it's not extremely notable, but it, it does help in that fact. And we obviously think it's a plus because the base by itself is going to be less audible than than just aluminum. Obviously, still stealth strip it. Obviously, still put some hockey tape or whatever around it. But we're already starting from a lesser degree than what we were currently at. Um, so we we felt like that's important. But uh, but I know a lot of people are listening to this. But uh, you know that it's um, I only have one stick with me right now, so <laughs> I can't bang them together here, and you can't really hear that. But uh, it's it it is a little bit notably different and people i don't i think you were or you weren't at ata this year but no, no, you know maybe, maybe got in the way of that one yeah yeah so but really you could you know people were at the show could definitely tell that when they were they were hitting them together and they could tell okay. good 
So we got a new material. Yep. And we've got a new design. So let's mm -hmm. just start with the climbing stick. So I'm looking for a better climbing stick. I've got lightweight one pound sticks that are carbon fiber. They've got some wobble in them. Yeah. Flex. They, they've yeah. got some flex. Mm -hmm. They work. They work great. But I've yep. been looking. That was the one product this year that I want to upgrade to. So when I yep. saw these hyperlights come out, I thought that might be it. That might be exactly what I've been looking for. So let's tell tell me more about the hyperlight sticks. Yeah. So so we, again, we we worked on this thing for two years, and um, it was funny because we actually had a lot of the design principles first. Um, we wanted to make something like a unibody design, just to simplify the you know the no moving parts aspect uh, of the climbing stick, and then we also wanted something that packs um way way tighter um and for people out there that are sitting at home listening i think a lot of, i don't know what the percentage is i haven't looked at apple but or or the cell phone market but there's a good portion of people that probably have iphone 13s you know the standards or 14s and the width of that iphone 13 or 14 is going to be the width of you holding all four sticks together now tip of standoff to the top of the top stick is going to be six and a half inches, but the width of the sticks itself, the the bundle, is an iPhone 13 thick. So it's a, it's just over three inches. I was gonna say that's got to be somewhere between three and four inches yeah. when they're stacked together. So. Yeah, it's just it's it's right around that from the actual width of it. And there is a little bit of space in between every single stick, um, where you it does allow for the cordage, right? The the the, the attachment method, but then also some stealth stripping, hockey tape, whatever. Um, but for some, for people to imagine what this looks like at home, and I've, I've got, a, I've got one of the sticks. So this is kind of like, I would call it like an open cell type of design. Yeah. Where, so it looks, looks like your standoffs, the, their cleats are fitting inside of the step itself. Yep. And they so the stack together. Open. Yes. There's the probably what, maybe a quarter inch or less between each one as they're stacked together. Yes. Yeah, so as it, yeah, there, I mean, it's, it's literally. I don't even know. It's, Maybe it's an eighth. extremely tiny, but they, yes, the steps are open. So the step has a top and a bottom, but it's open cell where the standoff is literally going through the, the step. And what it actually is doing is sitting perfectly. You can kind of see these notches on the backside of this stick. Um, it just, you know, for people listening, it looks like a stair. It's basically like you take entire stair systems and you got four stair systems and you literally just stack four stairs on top of each other like boom 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 okay so it talks about noise and stuff like the stale stripping and things like that so where yep. those where those steps kind of stack in together between the step that's probably an area where you're going to want to reinforce right right here yeah so i mean this is you know fundamentally this is where your noise happens right or unless you sounds like it. do a wild sling or something right but you can i've actually got some of my old sticks where I really quickly wrap some hockey tape, one layer, but real tight. And it, you know, it adds barely anything, but it will, you know, they'll still stack, but it'll just deaden that sound a little bit more. And then I usually wrap way thicker on the bodies uh, of, of my double step mini sticks currently that we offer. I did a, I did a more solid wrap around the entire body itself. And then I ended up wrapping my standoffs, but but yeah, you're you're basically looking at stairs stacked on top of each other. And again, iPhone thickness and six and a half inches from the top of the step to the bottom of the standoff. Okay. 
So it's they're literally stacking, you know, to that degree. Yeah. So with four with four of them. So so it looks like you've got the packability side of it and they're compact. Yeah. You and got the other thing too, like, the other thing too for, for guys that are listening, like this, you know, every I'm you know, most, if not every one, um, are staggered when they stack, like our current double step sticks, they start going up, right? Right. And they, they get a little wonky if on as they stack out too far. Yeah, and if they can slip off the ends, right? As well. So they typically just they're harder to pack that way. Whereas this, you're looking at um, this is a 16 inch step to step. So you're looking at these standoffs at 16 inches. Well, you can slide that on into it. My favorite pack is actually our plateau pack. It's a little fanny pack. This sucks up real tight to any pack, and the packability is way better. Way okay. better. Okay. I got a question for you. So, what I've found is instead of me trying to fumble around with just three or four sticks and using eighters, I just would prefer to have extra sticks. So, you sell a four pack. Yes. Four, four stacks up well. What about that fifth and sixth stick for somebody that? This is indeterminate. You you could go eight sticks, you could go nine, you could go twelve, you could go whatever. So okay. so okay. the build is you could, I mean, right now, I think two two of our double step mini sticks, probably roughly, would equal one of the four pack stacked. So you you know, that's already major width. For the four pack of double step sticks, probably this high off the ground, you could probably fit eight or nine of these sticks awesome. in that same silhouette. And you're not going six inches this way, you know, when it's staggering off. So, you know, forward or backward. So something you said earlier that piqued my interest. So my prior life, I was a safety guy. So I was the guy at work that told everybody you got to wear safety glasses and a harness. Yes. Um, and it sadly, it took me several years into my hunting career to remember that or realize that I need to wear a harness while I'm in a tree stand. Right. Saddles right. are kind of, they've kind of helped that situation. Mm -hmm. But you said something about the TMA approval. Is yeah. that something that all saddle companies are doing? Because I remember years ago that nobody was talking about TMA with some of these saddle brands. Yeah. So I'm kind of so, curious. Yeah. So <clears throat> right now, right now there is not like a, there's not a TMA set, right, on saddles because it's not tree stands. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of conflicting views on some of this stuff with, with a platform, right? Because a platform is not a tree stand. Right. Are you gonna sell a um, you're gonna sell a, a tree stand harness with a platform? No, that's not how you use it. So so there is you know, but technically, if you're TMA, right? Every platform's got to be sold with a um, with a a tree harness. stand harness, right? Like so so there's there's that, but there's a there's a set of and and all the main companies that you can probably think of right now uh, from a saddle standpoint are getting their gear tested for the most part. Um, you know, this just to make sure they are safe for everybody. As a liability side of you would have to test it as, well, yeah, with an so, outside well, resource. To, to be able to claim it. Yes. Yeah. Right. Right. So to say what the, the, this is 300 pound weight limit tested. Right. Um, and so, so the generally, you know, some of the testing facilities, most of us know about and when we trust and that's where we test that third party testing. Right. Um, as well as obviously like, an insane amount of testing ourselves, you know, and, and, and putting a lot of weight on this, putting a lot of weird scenarios, right. And all that stuff for, for watching for kickouts and watching for how it cams and, and all that stuff, different tree bark. Right. I mean, it's, 
there's a lot of there's a lot i mean rain <laughs> there's a lot of oh absolutely i mean and just the different tree types exactly I mean, you can you can test on a nice little nice hardwood oak tree move over to a slick bark beech tree and those sticks and that platform bite completely different right I, you know, I fought i fought a pair of sticks this year and i was like i'm never using these things again i got into this bedding area and the, every tree in here was the same it's one of those junk trees is what i call it it doesn't have any value but that's what was in the bedding area i could not get my sticks to bite on that tree and it was everything i could do to get up and down and without falling yeah. and i tightened and i tightened and i said you know what maybe i'm just going to go away from the ropes maybe that's my problem so, mm -hmm. so let's yeah, talk about the certain there is definitely certain like attachment methods and stuff that you gotta really get used to using you know and it's there's a learning curve on some of those things versus like most of our stuff right now is sold with a cam buckle it's like set it's like a ratchet strap i mean you set it yeah. and it's not going to potentially flex or loosen up or whatever on you so yeah there's definitely some of that okay, but, so but okay. going back to the tma side of things though like again most of the saddle there's a lot of saddle brands popping up, right? We all know that. Oh, they're like, everywhere. There's, there's new ones every day. But for the most part, like going with one of the main brands, you know, I'd say there's like, you know, obviously some major brands and there's probably overall like five, um, I guess you call mainstream brands in the saddle market right now. Um, and those are all for the most part going to be testing. So from okay. a, from a sticks platform and even the saddle side, those are all being you know, they're being tested, but there's not actual standards written by TMA that says you have to do this. It's just yeah. a testing. This is your weight limit. So yeah. what's the weight limit on the sticks and the platform in the Hyperlite so, series? So so the Hyperlite, the sticks, these sticks right here are have been already tested to 300. So 300. to get that okay. rating, you technically have to get um, the, the 600, right? It's a 600 yeah. test. So double that weight. And then there's also the cyclic load test of where they basically put that amount or higher for uh, it's like 10,000 times boom yeah. boom 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 it's, it's really tested yeah, so you gotta have a safety factor built into that so yes back for those say put that safety guy hat on it it's called a safety factor so yeah yeah um, and it's you know and that's it's also i mean that's you know when you look at you know different scenarios and hunting and then you know people carrying packs and stuff like that i mean some guys that are up in those weights they want to be able to trust something like that and oh, know absolutely. that that uh they're they're going to be good but in general, that, like, that's a major benefit, I think, on the saddle side. Like, it's hard to climb a tree without being safe with a saddle. I mean, you're you're doing yourself a disservice <laughs> if you're I, doing that. I wholeheartedly yeah. agree. So, like, coming back, I've been down to DBI Salas and did their uh, fall protection training course for a week. Like, I've done spent a lot of time in a safety harness for work-related purposes. I'll be honest with you. With the harnesses on the market today, I feel safer in my saddle. Yeah. than I do in a harness, a safety harness that comes with a tree stand or you can buy aftermarket. Not to say that they won't do the job that they're designed to do, Yeah. but I feel when I'm climbing up in a saddle that I'm locked in and I'm not going anywhere in case I fall. Yeah, yeah, and that's, and I think like, you know, from a, from a standpoint of, okay, as you're climbing, you're going to swing back into the tree, right? But even when you're on the tether, I mean, probably the worst that's going to happen is you scuff your, your, your shins or your knee, but there's no like the suspension trauma falling beneath to a point where you can't yep. uh, rescue, you know, and you have to call somebody. Uh, and there's not like that timeout factor where you could potentially pass out or, you know, there's blood concern there. Um, so there, there's a lot of benefits uh, to that. And, and overall, like I just, I think there's like, 
there's a switch and it portrays the mind. When you first try saddle hunting, it's like Jesus take the wheel when you lean back 20 feet. Yep. Up. You got a lot that's of trust people, on that first lean. That's what people think. But then when you actually get into a saddle and you start hunting with it, like I always, I always used to hunt with um, a lone wolf hand assault to climber. Yep. And yeah. And, and I, and then well, summits before that. And then, but it was like the open shot. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to get to the smallest tree stand, you know, technically I was trying to get to a platform. That's what I was trying to do. But when you are like that and you don't have a saddle on, you're basically like, I would always tuck my shoulders so I don't hit my bow because my bow's right next to me. And I'd be like tiptoeing around so I don't fall. You know, I'd be barely turning around. Whereas a saddle, like you're connected to the tree. There is way more freedom and way more peace of mind because you always have, you know, you always have tension and you, you, you are always it feels like something's just holding you up there the entire time. It's not a, oh, I'm going to fall. It's going to hurt like hell, you know, if, if I do slip and it's going to make a lot of noise. It's like I can just lean back and trust it the whole time. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people realize, even on this on the fall protection that you're wearing in the workplace, mm. how much force the body goes through when you actually fall in the lanyard, shock-absorbing lanyard does its job. So, yeah, as yeah. safety gets to me, like I can't use my saddle in the work environment, but, man, in the tree stand, even and on platform, yeah, I really prefer it over over oh, yeah. axle harness. Yep, so yep. Let Let's talk about those plat that platform. So you got a two pound platform. Yeah, yeah. So the hyperlight platform, here. yeah, same material, and really the best thing for for a lot of people, especially if they're in the saddle market, is you included the, the EDP. So I've got I've got the EDP with me, and and the reason I don't have a platform is it's, it's show season. So we just came off a of, right yeah. now we got a platform at. Uh, great american outdoor show and then we're going into nwtf next week so it's been been crazy and so all of our all of our samples are being shown to a lot of our dealers right now all obviously excited consumers uh, at shows and whatnot so oh, yeah because we know. know we know everybody's turkey hunting wearing a saddle and platform carrying sticks hey. in right <laughs> you know what we we went to nwtf last year and it was like it was crazy to tap into that market and like i mean we just blew the doors off it was awesome it was it was pretty exciting but that's that's the one consumer of the show that i haven't made it to yet but next year i think it's got to be on a priority list dude from an entertainment standpoint i went to shot for the first time this year but i had a better time at nwtf i mean that place i mean you went from vegas to nashville but nwtf was just off the charts i mean i i, I enjoyed the heck out of it um you know, from the consumers and selling and being at the show to the after party stuff like that, all the Nashville stuff. It was a, it was, like it was just time. a better vibe, better vibe. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, but so, so this is the EDP. And the reason I'm holding this up is because the, um, the, the Magnite, the Hyperlite platform is essentially in rough shapes, the same exact size and kind of the design principles that we have of this. Uh, it's it's literally roughly the exact same shape. It's a twelve by twelve inch by twelve inch uh, platform, but instead of at three point seven pounds for this aluminum cast uh, platform, which if anybody's hunted out of the EDP or stepped on this, this is from a standard standpoint, this is the most rigid, non-flex, safe platform you're ever going to get on the market. I mean, this thing is rock solid. Like you get on this thing, you're a big guy. It ain't flexing. It ain't it ain't moving on that. Yeah, when it's, I mean, it's, those that can't see it, it looks pretty sturdy built. Yes, it is, but it's again, it's three point seven pounds. Right. You have this exact same platform in a sense, 
but it's it's right just over two pounds with the with the hyperlight platform for like even more so so you can kind of see this this design where you've got the teeth right it's it's got that same design where you've just got the top of the teeth the top of the platform uh on top of the post you've actually got the teeth that's going to cam into the tree well those teeth have an open cell track in the center where you're going to be able to take that hyperlight platform or uh, i'm sorry the hyperlight sticks and stack them all in line where it's going to basically stack like this where you've got the platform on top of the four pack of sticks or you can even turn it around and uh have them inside of the standoffs so whatever kind of pack you're using if you want to go vertical and all straight in line you can or like a lot of times people breaking them up there the packability of it we've included to basically it, get rid of the teeth on the top of that and bury them inside where it's not even going to be a factor once you have four sticks. Okay. So let's do some math here. You got a two pound platform and you've got four sticks and they totaled four and a half pounds. So we've got six and a half pound system. Yeah. So 17.5 ounces per stick. Um, and then just over two pounds, so like 2.1, 2.2. We're still actually playing with it to, uh, see where we can go with it so i mean it's it's just a little tweaking so okay yeah yeah so that's if you're still tweaking it when can this consumer expect the hyperlight series to actually be available to purchase this summer um we're this summer um we're going to be able to um our our hope is to at least have it out by like july so okay yeah i remember yeah. somebody made some big waves in the mobile hunting game a couple years ago and yeah it never showed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, and that's not like this is why you're not seeing a pre-order from us or a okay. pre-sale. Um, we don't really want to um, do that. We we've never done that actually in, in all of Trophy Line's history. We have never done a pre-order or pre-sale. One, it's it it can get um, it can get bad quick, right? I mean, people are giving their money and they're waiting for for oh, yeah. for product, and it's it begins to be kind of not fun for all parties involved and we don't want to do that we we like to uh to to make sure our stuff is completely bulletproof tested and then you know so when you get it you I mean we have pretty fast shipping so i mean it's like two or three day when you order online from us so that's that's pretty good and we have i i would put our customer service up to anybody not even in the saddle industry i put our customer service up to anybody in the hunting and outdoor industry from a number one standpoint so so let's talk about shipping where are they being shipped from is this a made in america product yeah yeah so hyperlite is hyperlite is fully made in the u.s um um this the both the sticks and the platform fully made in the u.s and we we have been this is we've been expanding on the u.s line so we've got our hyperlite uh the Venatic was the launch last year all of our platforms and sticks all u.s so okay so yeah that's, that's yeah. awesome i mean there's a lot of guys yeah, out there that are just yeah. wanting to save some money then there's yeah. the diehard guys that are looking to buy american-made products yeah yeah and so and we're we're actually out of pittsburgh pa so that's where we're we're, we're out of yeah i won't even touch the steeler stuff no i'm just gonna ignore that one <laughs> yeah <it's, laughs> there's any steelers fans guys not i'm not gonna make fun of you i'm just gonna <laughs> keep on rolling just yeah. let it slide right off onto the yeah. super bowl when nobody's in it yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, yeah so no it's 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 gonna be pretty awesome pretty exciting and i think uh the reaction off of ata was i think yeah. more than i expected so i'm yeah for somebody that didn't get to go to ata this year for the first time in a long time that was the one product but 
that and maybe the buck ops thing still trying to get my head wrapped around that one. How oh that yeah. I was there and I never got to go see it, but uh, yeah. I heard him slinging and I saw the crowd going that way for the, the stardom. Yeah, so so, <laughs> so I, I'm excited to see where these are going to come out and how I can integrate them maybe into my hunting arsenal. Um, yep. But where we at as far as pricing. So American made products are typically a little bit more expensive. Yeah. got a brand new material that we're not used to seeing. Yeah. Where are we at on price? Yeah, so so the sticks for the four pack is going to be uh, in the the four forty nine uh, area. That's um, not bad. That's way cheaper than most high end yeah. one pound so sticks. I think the breakdown is like one twelve or one fifteen yeah. somewhere in that ballpark, and then the platform is going to be at two ninety nine. Okay, uh, it sounds like so, it's right in line with other products in the past, and actually yeah. under some of the high end one pound stick range stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's yep. great. Yeah. So, and then again, I mean, like this is, I think this is, and that's, that's why we've waited so long. I mean, this is the kind of the pinnacle, like this is, this is the entire package. I mean, it's a, it's a category win in terms of, um, at least in our opinion. And I think a lot of people's opinion, honestly, especially the customers once they get it, but packability weights, obviously there, uh, durability, weight, safety wise testing. I mean, you, to get a lightweight stick that's already testing to that degree is is spot on so full package okay so let me run this by you we've seen innovation in the archery industry for bows kind of plateau for where we're at right now right, maybe, right. i heard kevin struther talking maybe he's got something in the works that's going to blow our minds uh but that in that part of the industry is kind of plateaued what about yep. the mobile industry mobile hunting industry is it at a plateau now is this the top of the food chain or is there something in the works that's going to blow our minds again next year no um last year if you would have asked me that i'd be like you know you know these projects and we're working on stuff for 2026 ideas for 2027 this was a two or i'm sorry i say i keep saying two-year project it was actually a four-year project from when like the first paper was on or the design was on the paper um, and then real hard gung-ho two years. So, but technically, I mean, it's been like a project four years in the making. Last year we were launching the Onyx, like we know what we're working on. So, you know, it's like, we're going to blow the socks off next year. You know, um, it's just, it's just not ready. But uh, you know, it's funny. Cause I think, I think every year, you know, it's always like who has the shiniest object, right? From a competition standpoint, it's always cool to see. I mean, we had literally at ATA, we had some of the biggest competition from two different companies walk into the booth at the same time just to check us out, just to check out what this what this product is. And that's the cool part about the mobile hunting industry. If you look at right. some of the other niches within the hunting industry, it gets really competitive and cutthroat. Yes. I've noticed that the mobile hunting side of it, for the most part, is more team building where are the mobile hunting side of it they're building a culture within yeah. the hunting community yeah and it seems like everybody kind of works well together for the most part yeah. because if you're saddle hunting and i'm saddle hunting then we're all growing the kind of the sport of saddle hunting as yeah. a whole yeah is i mean that, yeah no for sure and i and it is i mean in in in, in all respects every single there there isn't a single show that goes by that we don't make the rounds and talk to everybody because it's just catching up and it's yeah. awesome. And we, we all, and it is, it's, a, it's developing a culture and there's, there's absolutely no room for, you know, sour attitudes or comp competition to that degree within the culture itself. But at the end of the day, we are literally um, living our dream jobs 
and this is selling hunting gear. Uh, it's not rocket science. I mean, sure, some of the science might be rocket science, but, <laughs> but you know, at the end of the day, it's selling hunting gear, and it's cool, and it's fun, and it's you know, it it ain't gonna last forever. Like, have fun doing it, you know. And no, absolutely. And, and I think that's the cool part about it. But from an innovation standpoint, I mean, what I was getting to is like every every year someone's got the shiny object, right? They get the trophy of like, what's the biggest, best thing this year, right? And it's like every year I think somebody blows the socks off of what was there last year. So it's always cool to see. Uh, I definitely feel like we have it this year with this whole system. Um, and And I think what the cool thing is, what I'm excited to see is, you know, the water raises right now where everybody's got to rise with it. So what's the next big jump? Well, we think that it might be hard for somebody because this is a, this is a new material. I mean, this isn't, this isn't just the design. That's awesome. This is a new material. So it's going to be interesting to see if, if someone can kind of top this and and it might be a while because honestly it could, from a material standpoint. So it's, okay. it's fun. So is there, is this some type of proprietary material to where yeah. another, if I started my own saddle company, yeah. And mobile sticks, can I use the same material yeah. just copy yeah. it? Yeah. No, they're they're so that's that's the reason for that. Yeah. So there's okay. there you're not. Yeah. So that's okay. that's the exciting part about it. Then you know, you know, it's gonna be fun to see where we can take take this type of material in a market like this. So it's gonna be fun. I mean, there's been such a boom in the saddle and mobile hunting in space for the years, and there's still so much growth potential. Yes. Yeah. Um, you back up and you look at the e-bike market and I thought, my gosh, it's capped out a couple of years ago. Right. And then there's a new e-bike company every day and they're still finding ways to survive and it's still growing. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. remember last year at the Harrisburg show, I was blown away by how many people were interested in e-bikes and didn't own an e-bike yet. And I thought, yeah. okay, there's space to grow. Yeah. And people are tapping there's still a lot of space in the mobile hunting net side of things because yeah. you're, you just told me you've got a, was it six and a half pound system? Yeah. That summit, that summit tree stand you were carrying back in the day, what, 20, 22 pounds. Yeah. That open shot was like, it might've been sub 20, like 19. And then even the lone wolf hand climber was 14 pounds. And it, but, but I mean, to be honest, to our degree, like I run, I run a multi-step aider. So like a two okay. or three step aider. So I actually subtract a stick or two from my setup and I'm a short guy. I'm like five with cowboy boots on. I'm like five, eight. So like five, six, <laughs> five, seven. I'm a short guy. I'm one of those guys you meet in person. I'm shorter than expected, but uh, I, I subtract a stick and I use a multi-step aider. So I'm like dropping as much weight as I think possible from, from our system standpoint. We've literally cut that system in half from a platform and four sticks, especially, but even like a three stick and a mission or onyx platform per se, we've subtracted that in half. You're at six and a half pounds where you were at, uh, you know, 10 to, you know, I'd say 12, 13 on average, because one of the systems I run quite frequently is, uh, it's two sticks and the wingman platform. Cause they can all go on together. And this okay. is just sitting above seven pounds, but it's, I'm only got really, I've only got three sticks here. And just so happens this stick is also my platform. So, okay. So, I mean, I'm, I'm still, that's incredible that I'm still dropping weight from three sticks and I've, yes. I've got four sticks and a platform and I'm still dropping a pound. Yeah. See, my, my mind works the exact opposite. I'm like, oh, I've got this six and a half pound system. That means I can carry two or three more sticks 
and it's not going to oh. work. I'm not have to worry about it. So sure, like, sure, that's sure. where I'm at. Like I can be quieter, more comfortable. Yeah. I don't have to fool around with the eighters. Yeah. Um, yep. yep. I know I'm running six up to six sticks with my setup right now. Wow. Okay. And usually it's five, but I'll carry the six one with me. And the reason being is in the wintertime that say if I'm running a sick and fanatic series, I can't get my leg up that high. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to sweat. I don't want to work that hard. So I'm spacing my sticks out 18, 22 inches, something like that in between them. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm running more sticks. So this yeah. lighter setup allows me to run more sticks and I'm yeah. still not overweighting my pack yeah. each and every day. Yeah, no, I get it. I, I think it's like, uh, I can't, I cannot run mentally. I just, I can't not run an eighter off the first step. Just cause I got, I can't like, it's like, it's like a sin for me to not put that stick as high as I can reach, you know, off okay. that first one for some reason in my mind. I, I, I totally agree with messing with the eighters after the first stick, you know, cause that is, but, uh, I hope to do it for a few more years until like it starts getting harder, dangerous for me to do it. So okay, so let's let's yeah. talk about eighters. So you, we haven't yeah. mentioned eighters in this system. Are they yeah. a part of it, or is this something more for the DIY guys or an accessory that you're going to offer I mean, us later on? Saddle saddle guys are always. Uh, we do sell eighters. We sell single step eighters. Um, and then one of my personal favorites is like uh, I think it's a Backwoods Life three step eighter, um, but. Saddle guys are gear guys. I mean, they're gear nuts. They always tailor, you know, they always tailor fit their, their gear to themselves and what they want to do. Um, but, but we do sell aiders and, um, you bring up a good point. The attachment method for these sticks, I forgot to mention as well. Um, all of our systems come with a cam buckle strap right now. The platform will have a cam buckle strap. I mean, really there's nothing on the market. That's just going to like make a platform cam into that degree and be that rock solid than a cam buckle strap from like a safety standpoint. Um, but the sticks are going to come with, uh, and, and people can kind of look this up, um, uh, USA Amsteel with a Prusik knot. So it's a six foot custom Amsteel with a, with a Prusik. And what you're doing is um, the sides of these sticks for guys that don't have the, that not watching the video, um, you're basically, it's a miniature uh, cleat where it's got a hole punched out and then it's a, a, a basically a hitch where you're going through the, you're passing through the hole and then you're just hitching over the tabs and then obviously you're tightening it up. And then the same for uh, the Prusik. But again, for people that aren't watching this video, this stick, you know, they might've seen the images and stuff, but it's basically got a bunch of open cell squares in the center of it. And what's the, cool is, the stick design reminds you of the Matthews Phase Four riser almost because of okay, those, yeah, those yep. square punch outs. <clears throat> yeah, and then the, these hitches that he's describing look just like if you're hooking up your boat. Yeah, and you're and you're just running the line through it, circling it back. Yeah, yep. And then and then what you know the other cool part is the stick itself. If you pull the the excess through, it acts as a tender where you can oh, actually so just you pull, can pull that it tight. that way. Yeah, so then you can actually set it, and then, you know, just for, for reassurance's sake, you can just simply do another quick uh, a quick hitch. You know, a lot of a lot of Amsteel runners just do that, where you just yeah, run I, a quick hitch and lock it in solid. Okay. So, yeah, that's the attachment method. So um, Amsteel, just, again, to kind of keep with that lightweight theme, um, and you're looking at uh, 
17 and a half ounces and then you're still under 18 ounces for the entire thing so so is it possible to put a cam buckle strap on these sticks if somebody wanted to yeah i mean these these tabs won't they're not going to slip off here so i mean you can you can run i mean again it's from a manufacturing standpoint run with what we send it but okay. gear nuts will be gear nuts so um yeah make sure it's super safe but there's there's always going to be people running different things um you know i probably will we'll look at some stuff but this is a absolutely rock solid option i'm really happy that we went with this and and this is what it's been tested with so um this is definitely what i would recommend this uh the, the six inch that it's going to come with okay so and i i wouldn't i mean I would really hate to run cam buckles. I mean, I do like the safety standpoint of cam buckles, but I would hate to run a cam buckle strap like it from a from a weight standpoint with this, with this system. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it kind of defeats the purpose. You're riding a six, six and a half pound serp. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A six and a half pound system, and then yep. you're adding cam buckles that <laughs> I don't know, pound for two or three of them. Yeah, I, I'm not. Uh, I don't know the weight of them, but I just yeah. guessing they're not. Yep. They're not the lightest things in the world. Yeah, and then a lot of times, like for me personally, I do like a, a I actually run um, eight or I think I even have a, I think I got eight footers, uh, the daisy chains, am still daisy chains. I they, yeah. I like the way the daisy chains function, but also like uh, Kentucky private land, I'm running on like giant walnuts and, and cottonwood trees that like, frankly, I've been to the limit of an eight foot or I think I even have a 10 foot. I mean, it's like humongous trees on the bases to get that first stick on. Yeah. And it's, it's, but that, I probably shouldn't be climbing that. You, yeah, can't that, that your, you can't even get your tether around it. So that first stick, I'm not even tied in. So I went out to Kansas this year and that was one of the things that I had a hard time with was finding a tree small that enough. was, that was small enough to climb because the bark yeah. was much thicker and yep. it was just harder to climb up. Well, so they're all my, old trees. They're all fence rows. I mean, yeah, it was it was great, like yeah. hunting once you got up there. But man, finding that one tree was a pain in the butt. Whereas yep. if I'm hunting in Ohio or West Virginia, I can find that twelve inch oh. tree pretty yeah. simply Look, and, I mean, and this, climb up quick and easy. This thing is giant long. I mean, this thing is ridiculously long. And I even have, I, like I said, I think I have even a longer one. Like I bought the longest one. I always have at least one in my pack just for that bottom step. I mean, obviously the, tr the tree tapers yeah. off way, way smaller. And then I even, I think I've even, um, combined, combined them before just to, just to make sure I can get 10 feet off the ground. <laughs> so, you know, it's, yeah. I mean, I've got, some, I've got some climbing sticks that I'm running 12 foot ratchet straps on to get up into yeah. sets that are, yeah. that are staying there all season long. So yeah, I've yeah. definitely seen that being a hindrance, but, it's one of those things where it's not going to hinder you on everything. Yeah, no, exactly. But, but yeah, that's exciting. And, um, we have something else new. Um, Oh, what else we got besides the hyperlight series? Yeah. So for 2024, we launched, um, at ATA, uh, deluxe knee pads. So just thicker, um, uh, more, more overall built, uh, knee pads that aren't just like a minimal thought process. They're, they're kind of overbuilt for, for cushioning and, and then uh, we got a mobile gear tote. So it's imagine it's soft tote that kind of folds down and it actually stacks five inches. So if like you're going on a hunting trip and stuff and you want extra storage while you're in camp, stuff to throw your clothes in or whatever, you can kind of pack that away. Um, and then um, I'm trying to think what else. 
couple other odd and ins. Uh, we actually just added Roteman fours, which we're the the first, okay. you know, uh, from that from a mechanical ascender here in the U.S. to be able to do that. And then um, the big one besides the Hyperlite was Arvanatic saddle in Spectre and First Light Spectre camo. It's actually so when we launched the the Venatic, it was a ripstop material, mm -hmm. a a it wouldn't stretch, very breathable, very, very tough, very, very lightweight. The saddle, the Venatic saddle alone is 20 ounces naked. So an extremely lightweight system. I mean, it literally feels like there's nothing there when you have this saddle on. And the Spectre Venatic's, the Spectre Venatic's at 24, but it's the first light's four-way stretch. So it actually allows your butt to kind of punch through there. It's actually a little bit more comfy in my opinion uh and it just has that stretch it's a real nice feel and and obviously spectre first light okay. camo nice so yep that was another big one and and the pouches to match and then we are upgrading to uh am steel bridges as well for those uh spectre fanatics and the and the fanatics moving forward for 2024 man so, so the hyperlight kind of took the shine of everything else but it looks like you got a lot of other products yeah this year yeah and we might be dropping some more stuff in 2024 still so there's always <laughs> i mean <laughs> always... there's no better place to talk about it than right here on yeah. the your podcast yeah no it's we're still 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 a ways out but uh but you know from a from a market standpoint there's always big drops now and then there's big drops in peak season you know july august september right when everybody's getting jacked to get out in the woods so I tell you what, buddy, when you're getting ready to drop it, I want to be the first to know about it. So maybe we could jump back on the podcast, do a quick okay. saddle hunting okay. episode and talk all about it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to do that. It's, it's, it's going to be a fun release, I think. And it's, uh, you know, maybe not quite a shocker as like hyper light, but, uh, it's still be up there. So I'm excited for that. Okay. So is there anything else from trophy line this year that we need to know about? Or is um, I mean, if you're trying to get into saddle hunting, we've really tried to make it really easy. Last year was a big education year for us. You know, there's a lot of education material out there from YouTube, podcasts, right? Articles, um, you know, hunting gear deals. Like there's just a lot. Of, <laughs> there's a lot of information out there. Um, but from our standpoint, like our products, we try to make it easier. And then we also did, uh, I think it's pretty cool just because I worked on it for a long time, but a rewards program, like you get in there, you buy a set, you should be rewarded for for spending that much cash, right? Yeah, it's going to be your setup for for a long time, but uh, but there's actually a significant amount of points that come back to you. So when you you make you know a lot of guys they jump into it with a platform, sticks, and saddle, or at least a platform and a saddle. They have sticks, right? Somewhere down the line, they got sticks. When you spend that, you should get enough points back to actually get the whether it's dollars off the sticks or that mechanical ascender that you didn't get that you really wish you had instead of messing with a Prusik. Um, some, some little things like that, knee pads. I mean, there's always, that's the fun part about saddling. Like you're going to pick up so much little stuff, but the stupidest little thing is going to make all the difference for you in your system. Oh, I mean, crazy. even just adjusting your bridge and stuff, when figuring that out makes a difference in how this performs. So exactly, like, I, I was going to go ahead and, kind of quiz you on some saddle hunting tips and stuff like that but i'm just going to jump in with mine first for somebody that just dove into it in recent years and doesn't saddle hunt all the time you're a saddle hunting guy i'm not i got preset stands everywhere my yep. saddle is a backup tool or a scouting tool yeah that's about it I, I will run a gun with it long enough for me to pull a hang on stand 
in that area if I find a good spot. But I will caution everyone, when you get ready to saddle hunt, saddle hunting is a fun, exciting way to change your hunting style. Mm-hmm. Practice. Practice, practice, practice. Get comfortable with your system and the saddle yep. for long periods of time. Yep. And that doesn't mean practice during hunting season. Practice outside of hunting season, in the backyard, different trees, different types of trees not sizes and shapes i'm talking different types of bark get used to climbing and ascending or descending ascending in that system in the dark too like practice in the dark because like everything changes honestly every a lot of stuff changes in that in that standpoint where you take a lot of things for granted just being able to see and from a headlight standpoint and coming down especially yeah i mean I, i could see not to knock the hyperlight sticks, but I could see fumbling around trying to get those those that uh Amsteel rope through the hole mm. of that. Yeah. Um but it, it you know it's it's so it's such a like you said, when you practice with it, it's just a instinctual second nature. Everything exactly. is. And it's one, it's gonna be safer, but then two, it's it's just that's why, you know, from like I I mean, obviously we all, everybody. I think I could say this about everybody that saddle hunts. We all still ground hunt, hunt out of blind. Sometimes we still hunt out of tree stand. Sometimes, especially if we're taking a youth hunter out or whoever, we, we, it's just a tool set, but I like I've adopted it where I don't know the last time I hung a preset, like hang on stand. Like I just jump around even on private ground with, with it, with the system. And really it's just like, once you've got enough practice with it and don't get me wrong, I'm still learning. I'm still picking up things like stupid things, even from other guys. And it's, this is the fun part about it. I'm still even learning my own system and it's been, it's been a long time and I'm still, I'm still learning, but you are just so fast that it's just like, you'd rather just do that system because it's what you know and what you love. And it's almost weird when you do jump into that preset, hang on. You're like, what is going on? It's just totally, it's just like, it's otherworldly, you know, you're not used to it. Okay, for for an experienced saddle hunter that you are, and heck, you work for Trophy Line, so you ought to know mm-hmm. a little bit about it. Yeah, what kind of tips could you give us other than practice? And I already beat you to the easy one. Yeah, yeah. What, what kind of tips can you leave us with to help us go down this journey? Whether you're a new saddle hunter or just like yourself, and you're an experience and you're looking for something different. Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be like, you know, for for I guess first off to go with the practice, it'd be practice the shooting especially you know that that portion of it went from a bow standpoint or if you're rocking a crossbow like practice using your arm like on that bridge and using that rope to your advantage or like a, it, with a gun as well we've got some videos out there that show you how to you can actually use that i mean it's it's actually way more stable than you think from a shooting standpoint that would be the biggest thing um practice shooting because you need to know what to do in certain scenarios uh, as hunters, we know what deer are going to do from a body language standpoint, but you, you really got to pick it up fast and, and be able to know which way they're going. And you need to know how to react. It's, it's really good to know what shot options you have available other than just like scramble, turn around, doing different things. Like there are some, some really good things that you can do in the moment that's happening. Um, yeah, go ahead. You, you're going to say something. Yeah. So giving an example of what i did this year i I sneak into this new setup and i was excited about it i'm used to hanging a tree stand i take the saddle in i climb up i i hang my platform i get in this and i'm like oh crap my shooting hand off my shooting hand is 
on the wrong side because I'm looking at the tree now instead of with my back to the tree. So I had to go back and rehang everything yeah. on the other side of the tree because I was just programmed. I had practiced so much with the hang on stand. Exactly. And that's where I went to. I went for a left handed shot or shot off the left hand side, which is my strong arm. And then it was completely opposite when you're in the saddle. Yeah. So and that's, I think that's, I had to switch it over. You know, and that would be one of my one of my second tips, I guess, would be like a mix of like just adapt, like don't adapt to it, but like I think see it for what it is. Like it's a system that like you know, I, I do a lot of like the public land hunting, but I do a lot of private land hunting as well. And like there's a lot of times I just like will walk in and I'm just kind of like the wind is totally jacked up from what the weather was actually saying. Every spot is different when you, especially if it's a new spot with the thermals and this and that, the thermals are changing every, every hour, especially like during the morning as it's getting, and the sun's rising. And it's like, there's so many components to it. Then even in the hunt, especially when hunts get good in late October and then in November, like scenarios might change. You're going to notice them feeding on that acorn tree 60 yards up. Like go ahead and get so comfortable with the system that you're going to be comfortable enough to take this thing down and move and then set it back up in 20 minutes and, and be on that kill tree when the next band of deer come through. Like, yeah, I can't tell you how many times I have hindered myself because I didn't want to put forth the effort to take my tree stand down, all my sticks, and move it 50 yeah, yards it's away. It's not like you're lazy. It's like you just – like there's something – and I think like especially climbers trained us – it sounds like a, you know, a bear coming down the tree. Like yeah. you can't physically do it, but you can like, and I think that's what I'm trying to say is like, get so comfortable with the system that you are, you know, there's that saying that, um, uh, slow is smooth, smooth is fast. Well, all of that is true and extremely quiet when you get to that point. I mean, you, when you are really, really in the game, you are, smooth you're fast and you're deadly quiet and you can do things like that it's like it's like second nature like you see it you're gonna move there because there's only a couple days that, that acorn tree might be extremely hot like it is in that moment or that cold front's only two days like things are happening you gotta you gotta make the move and you gotta make and, it happen and i can't tell you how many times i went out this season with my saddle set up didn't find the sign that i was looking for and never got in the tree yeah just kept walking and I yeah. wasn't hindered by the weight of the setup. Yeah. And it didn't bother me not to, not to get up in a tree. I yep. just kept on walking and didn't find the sign I wanted. And I kept on a roll. Yeah. And I so think that, that's one of the cool things I like about it. And I think it opens you up too. like it for me, it opened up. I I actually didn't even jump in a saddle hunt until after I went out West and it was because I saw a 35 pound elk pack. And then I saw my summit with my filming gear. I'm like, why do they weigh the same? <laughs> I'm, I'm carrying my entire camp for seven days. Why does it weigh as much as my whitetail system? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and, uh, so I, I was, but then I was like, at, it, it just opened it up to like, not trying to focus on getting to the tree cause I'm suffering, but it, it opened it up to like, I guess just spending more time scouting and learning yep. and getting on sign. And then I guess the last one, to, to leave them with would be um whether you are jumping into saddle hunting or you think you're you know experienced you got a couple years under your belt uh or you're you're kind of in you're you're over that point even like maybe someone like me do i can't tell you if i still jump on or i get with a deer camp like 
like this year, I was in NODAC camp with some guys and you're always picking up stuff. So if you're jumping into saddle hunting, like go to a shop that has a bunch of brands and try them or go to a show and try them, see what gear you're using, ask the guys that are showing you in the saddle, like what, what is every component of your system? And then jot, jot, jot them down for real. Because again, this, that stupidest little item is going to make some of the biggest differences. And, and then to that point, every video that you watch on someone's saddle system or how to saddle hunt, they're going to show you one of those little items or they're going to show you a little trick. And those things, I think it's, it's again, that whole smooth aspect. It in no way, shape or form, in my opinion, and I think a lot of people would agree is saddle hunting is tough. Like, I don't, I don't think it's tough. Like once you get it and you figure it out, it's in my opinion, it's just so much easier. I mean, you're dealing with a, you're not having to hang a big hang on. You're not having to physically exert yourself on pulling that climber up and, and pushing it's you're dealing with a, 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 you know, a two pound platform now that's, that's easy to cam in and hang. I mean, everything's easy about it. It's, it's as easy and as lightweight as you can go. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely changing the way a lot of people hunt. It's actually changing the way that I'm starting to hunt as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm looking forward to trying to get my hands on this hyperlight set, these sticks, especially because I want to replace my current setup. Yeah. Yep. Man, it's been great. I've enjoyed learning more about the hyperlight system from trophy line. Appreciate you coming on the podcast today. As always, I've saved the best for last. Remember the giveaway that I mentioned at the start of the show? Well, Trophy Line has provided one lucky listener a Covert Light 2.0 saddle kit with a retail value of $350. So head over to huntinggeardeals.com today to learn how to get entered. And be sure to subscribe to the Hunting Gear Deals daily deal email so you never miss a deal.